You're listening to All About Agriculture with Rory Lewandowski, presented by OSU Extension in Wayne County, Ohio. And a very good morning. Welcome back behind the scenes here on Worcester Radio with our good friend Rory Lewandowski joining us as he does a couple times a month from the OSU Extension office talking agriculture here in Wayne County. And Rory, as always, a very good morning. Happy to have you in here today. Thanks, Ron. Glad to be here. Uh, the topic of today's discussion is diagnosis of a stray voltage problem on a dairy farm. So, Rory, let's begin by asking, one, what is stray voltage? And as far as a problem on a dairy farm, how common is this? Yeah. Well, uh, as we begin, I'll say that uh, I have had several requests to cover this topic of stray voltage uh, on this program. Uh, secondly, uh, I do need to say I'm a little bit reluctant uh, to talk about it because I'm not an electrician. Uh, my understanding of electrical systems is limited. Uh, so my comments today uh, on the program and some of the information really reflect uh, information that's taken from university and, and public utility resources. Now, uh, that being said, this topic of stray voltage was obviously much more common in the mid-1980s through about the, the 1990s. And our understanding of stray voltage and its causes, uh, as well as the impact on livestock, has really increased pretty significantly over this time period. So it's really a topic that's uh, considered pretty well researched at this point. Now, the USDA defines stray voltage as small, uh, less than 10 volts, uh, and that would be measured between any two points that can simultaneously be contacted by the animal. The Public Service Commission of Wisconsin uh, have a, has a very good document out on basic stray voltage questions. They define stray voltage as low-level voltage present across points in which a current flow is produced when an animal simultaneously comes into contact with them. So that could be something, for example, uh, those two points, one could be a drinking cup and the other could be the rear hooves of the animal. Okay, Roy, let's talk about the, the causes. What causes stray voltage? And are there defined levels of stray voltage that are you know, maybe more problematic than others? At what levels does stray voltage you know, become a, a certifiable problem? Right. Well, all electrical systems are grounded to the earth to ensure safety and, and reliability. Uh, part of that grounding network includes uh, things like water lines and all the metal work on a farm. And some electrical current flows through the earth at each point where an electrical system is grounded. And as this occurs, a small voltage develops. That voltage is called neutral to earth voltage. And when that neutral to earth voltage is found at animal contact points, uh, then we call that stray voltage. But it's important to understand it's not limited to just farms and livestock operations. So again, quoting that Wisconsin Public Utilities document, stray voltage is a natural phenomenon. It can be found at low levels uh, between two contact points at any property where electricity is grounded. So really the more important question that you asked, Ron, is, is what level of stray voltage is a problem? And when we start looking at that, uh, research by the USDA has shown that cows are actually aware of stray voltage at pretty low levels. So uh, they can detect uh, one to three milliamps, uh, but they don't really experience any kind of uh, production loss or behavioral changes necessarily. Uh, in fact, uh, that may not occur until that stray voltage is in that four to six milliamp range. And then production losses due to reduced feed and water intake typically occur when levels exceed 6 milliamps. Now these are general ranges uh, because animals just like us are all individuals. They can all react differently and different individual animals can and will vary in their response and sensitivity 
to electricity and stray voltage. That Public Service Commission of Wisconsin defines the level of concern as a measurement of two milliamps of steady state current that's flowing in a cow contact area. So as we get above two, uh, that becomes a level of concern. Rory, you mentioned behavioral changes. Are, are there some common behavioral changes that serve as symptoms of stray voltage? And, and are those symptoms, you know, maybe unique to stray voltage and that you don't see them with anything else? Right. Uh, good question. So according to an Ontario Ministry of Agriculture publication on stray voltage, uh, there are primary and secondary symptoms that are exhibited by livestock that have been specifically linked to, to directly to stray voltage. Uh, at times they're not exclusive to stray voltage because uh, there are some management things that can also produce similar symptoms. Uh, cow handling methods can cause similar symptoms. Uh, so some of those primary symptoms though do include cows unusually nervous at milking and again that's a symptom but again you know bad management or, or not handling cows correctly could cause that same type of symptom but symptom but that is one uh, so if they're unusually nervous especially in the milking parlors or maybe cows refusing to enter the parlor and then anxious to leave that parlor or you know really rapid flight out of the parlor uh, cows exhibiting increased frequency of defecation and or urination in the parlor uh, those are all considered primary symptoms of a stray voltage issue. Uh, cows can also exhibit a reluctance to consume feed or water, but in general it requires higher voltages to limit feed and water intake because cows also show an ability to adapt to these higher voltages. Once again our guest in studio this morning, Rory Lewandowski from the OSU Extension Office here in Wayne County. Rory, how do cows adapt to higher levels of stray voltage? In, in to piggyback on that, what levels are they able to adapt to? And, and you know, are there limits to that adaptation? Right. Uh, well, what I mean by that statement about cows adapting is that uh, cows have actually demonstrated the ability to maintain water consumption when faced with stray voltage above levels that might cause them to exhibit some of those other behavioral changes that we talked about. And again, that adaptation seems to be very specific to water intake. Uh, so, you know, water intake is really vital, obviously, uh, for life. And so uh, it kind of overrides some of those maybe uh, pain uh, mechanisms that might be there. So one study actually exposed cows to a range of stray voltage, and that ranged from uh, 3.5 to 6.5 milliamps. So remember, cows start sensing things really kind of above that, that two. So well above that range where cows are aware and in a, they had an average exposure of 4.7 milliamps. Water intake was actually reduced for the first three days that animals had that type of exposure, but after three days, no reduction in water intake was measured at any exposure level. Uh, even though there were other behavioral changes that were being observed, you know, some of those nervousness, uh, some of those types of things. Uh, so in another study, cows were actually divided into groups and then monitored over an entire lactation period, so a long-range study. Within those groups, cows were exposed to either 0, 1, 2, or 4 volts, so again, up to some pretty significant voltage. Uh, the voltage at any level did not affect water consumption. Now, there is some evidence that some cows may not adapt at levels of 6 or greater volts or greater than 6 milliamps. So that gets to, the, you know, there are some limits to what they can adapt to. Rory, you mentioned secondary symptoms of stray voltage. Talk about those. Yeah, well, those symptoms uh, include things like poor milk letdown, uh, maybe incomplete milk, milk out. 
increased milking times, cows frequently kicking those milking units off, uh, increased somatic cell count for, maybe, again, no other reason, uh, lowered milk production. Now, again, all of these secondary symptoms can also be linked to non-electrical causes. So, uh, if you're seeing any of these, you want to make sure that you eliminate the non-electrical causes first, and then if you still can't explain it, uh, go back and take a look at stray voltage, uh, especially then if these secondary symptoms might be combined with some of those symptoms on that, that primary list. Uh, then you really want to consider excessive stray voltage as a possibility. You know, obviously an important question is what can cause unacceptable or problematic you know, levels of stray voltage. We got to figure that out. Right. Uh, we do know that stray voltage problems typically originate from one of two sources. Uh, you know, occasionally it might be both, but uh, usually one. Uh, it could be off-farm. Uh, so that typically means it's essentially the electric utilities distribution system. Uh, that second source is on-farm, and that's what has to do with the, the farm's electrical system. Research has shown uh, in pretty good measure here that the farm's electrical system tends to be the major source of stray voltage problems. Typically, it, it's, it's not coming from the, the electric utility system. Now, some common on-farm causes uh, include things like poor neutral wire connections, uh, maybe damaged neutral wires, uh, lack of, of enough grounding on the farm, undersized neutral wires, uh, maybe improper separation of equipment grounds and neutral wires in buildings. Uh, there could be uh, equipment problems, ground faults, uh, electric fencers that could cause this, uh, crowd gates or even cow trainers, or just an imbalance of, of 120 volt loads that could result in higher levels of neutral current. Rory, we mentioned at the outset that you're not an electrician, you're not an expert, so where can someone get help uh, either A, diagnosing or solving their stray voltage problems. Right. Uh, well, that primary source of help really should come from your electric utility or cooperative. Uh, they've got the, the training and the equipment and the personnel to be able to do that. Uh, they can conduct a stray voltage investigation. Uh, and it is important that that testing measures voltage readings at cow contact areas. So again, we're, we're looking what that cow is experiencing. Uh, in addition, there are private consultants that, and private businesses that either specialize in or they have the expertise to diagnose and solve stray voltage problems on the farm. Finally, if anybody has any questions about today's program and would like to find out you know, even more information, mm -hmm. how can they go about doing that? Yeah, they can contact me at the Wayne County Extension Office at 330-264-8722. Uh, I'd be glad to either send them by email or uh, copy off and provide them some of the documents and publications that uh, I referenced uh, and uh, quoted here in today's program. Once again, our guest behind the scenes here on Worcester Radio has been Rory Levandusky from the OSU Extension Office here in Wayne County. I uh, hope you'll stay tuned. More on the way right after this quick break. Rory, thanks again for joining us and look forward to the next time. Okay, appreciate it, Ron. Thank you.